0: There's a
1: chance Liverpool's
0: not going to make Champions League saying. Hey oh, Alright we we'll to open, we'll open the show with that I can't repeat that for, the, for our audience here
1: There's a chance that Liverpool Will miss out on Champions League Next season
0: that's that's our that's our teaser. How you listening to the Past the Six podcast? It's Tyler here. Got Keenan with uh, a hot take to open the show. I'll, although I guess I mean we could talk about it. I, I'm not so sure that one is even a hot take at this point. Um, got Stephen, got Pauly, the full crew here on what is a cold and wet night, um, which I guess is fitting to talk about Bundesliga action It tends to be cold and wet over there this time of year too. Although
2: I mean, there's there, there's a chance Liverpool might not even make Europa
0: okay 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 (laughs) Um, real quick uh, you know a lot to cover tonight a lot to cover tonight Um, we are going to talk about Hertha Berlin Um, there's a lot there finally sacking Bruno Labbadia Um, surprise surprise right Um, some teams that are kind of on a skid right now that I think we're going to highlight you know Dortmund what's going on there right, let's credibility <laughs> uh, so manager Bruno Labadia is out um, supporting director Michael Pritz is out. Oh, is it, I mean are any of us surprised about this news uh, I'll start with
1: No, not at all yeah no, I think we're... we yeah I think we all expected this to happen um, th- Honestly, I'm a little surprised it hadn't happened already. I think they were holding out hope that it wouldn't happen, but no surprise. Yeah, the
2: the more they were waiting, the more in danger they were of being in that relegation fight.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 crazy because they're one of those teams, we joke about it, where, where people would jokingly say, you know, this is a relegation <laughs> battle here. But it truly was getting to that point for them. I mean, uh, sitting at 14th, right, they're two points away from – the relegation playoff spot. Remember, reverse fixture, where did they go, was it 4-1 against Bremen, I believe, to open the, uh, the season, yeah. uh, match day one? Expectations are, are through the roof, you know, the whole big city club thing, they've made great signings, they've got finances in order. We think they're finally on the right track, at least some of us do. I think there's still people that were, uh, you know, a little uh, pessimistic about it and I guess they're the ones that uh, came out on top at least for the first half of the season uh, but I mean we're this week in particular you know so they they the result is flipped they get spanked by Bremen 4-1 they really had nothing in that game I mean uh, I don't know if you guys saw anything differently but I I, I don't really have any positives <laughs> to draw. From her to Berlin in, in that fixture, uh, they they just got beat in, in every aspect of that game, and then prior to that, they get handed a big one from from Hovenheim, kind of the the resurgence of Kramerick, who got a brace. Um, Paulie gave a shout out to Sebastian Rudy, who also scored in that one, a guy that I forget is even playing anymore. So yeah. they talk about going going out bad, going down bad. Yeah, that's 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 a bad way for. Her. <laughs> Bruno Labadea to go out. Um, Paul Dardai comes back. Surprise, surprise. Any surprises there? I mean, club legend coming back to, to to retake the reins in the midst of chaos. I feel like this is kind of a, a common theme in the <laughs> Bundesliga.
1: Right. Especially for like a mid-season move, you, I, I think it's pretty safe if for uh, for a club to look and go, you know, let, let's go with somebody that we're familiar with, that we're comfortable with, um, even if it's just short term or, you know, longer term, right? Like, y- you want something more, what's the word, uh, dependable, I guess, right? Something something you're more aware of, right? You're, you're not looking for some crazy experiment.
0: Yeah, and... So something I wanted to get into, uh, Derek Ray had pointed this out, and that was something that I thought of. You, initially, they didn't know if if Priest was going to be out as well. And if you remember, you, Paul dardi was was at, and I need to get the the dates correct, but you know he managed there from 2015 to 2019, um, and he was dismissed, but he was uh, he was paid for that last season and. and the reports were that he was going to be given a, a role you know somewhere in the youth system of of Hertha Berlin um you know after his contract ran out as manager they, they brought up uh Kovic if you remember that era which quick, quickly led to Klinsmann <laughs> uh just uh, uh, revolving door of managers but long story short it was not the uh, the best of times between Pritz and and um Paul Derdai which you have to think is, is further um, escalated with them being, you know, previously teammates. I think they played for, like, seven seasons together at Heritage Berlin. So it's kind of a messy situation, right? You know, your former teammates, you you kind of let your old boy go, say, hey, you know, the club's moving in a different direction. I still got a job for you. It's going to kind of be a, you know, I'm going to demote you. Um, just sounded like they, they weren't on the best. So – I don't think it's possible that Dardai comes back, you know, without Pritz being out. I just, I'm not so sure that happens. Now that he's out, it's almost like Dardai gets the last laugh, and he's like, hey, I'm back. You know, you guys came back to me. Uh, kind of the, th- the Thanos, like, where did that lead you back to me? Um, and as Keenan said, you know, this is, this is a guy they're familiar with. Um, this is a guy who had success at Hertha. I mean, you look back at, at what he was able to accomplish, uh, staving off relegation, uh, got him to Europa League a couple seasons. I mean, this is a team that was in Bundesliga 2, you know, but like 10 years ago at this point. Went back to the, the familiar. <laughs> uh, I know that all too well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, well, how many times has Hoop Stevens been back to, to Schalke?
1: <laughs> like five.
0: Yupp um, Heikis, you know, a, a few stints at, at Bayern Munich.
1: Um... We even see it with signings of players too, right? You need a you need a mid-season signing, right? It's not unheard of to go after a guy that you're familiar with, right? You know, let's look at Schalke again. Who did they just go pick up recently?
0: Yeah, I mean, bring in a class and that. You've got all on your coaching staff. Uh,
1: the hunter is sitting oh, in yeah, the stands waiting, yeah. right? Like, go with what you know.
0: No, and I guess, I mean, it begs the question. Um, it begs the question about sustainability over the long term. I mean, in all of these cases, talking about these clubs, and I, and I think that kind of a good segue to bringing bringing Schalke into this. Um, these these clubs that are struggling, and I think that it's it's also magnified in, in this COVID era where we options maybe are a little bit more limited. You know, if if finances aren't quite in order. Um, I don't know. It, it just makes me wonder what long-term success is going to look like if you, if you didn't think that Dardai was your man long-term, and, and he's coming in in an interim position. I will point that out. You know, they've made it clear it's an interim position. Doesn't mean that he, he may not get the job, but kind of in similar fashion with with Schalke bringing in these guys for loans and and one season uh, deals. You, you have to wonder, okay, when this season's over, what happens? You know, okay, we staved off relegation for this season, but now we're putting ourselves in the same mess, you know, next year. If we're bringing a Dardai short-term, and then we still have to find a manager. If we're Shelka and we bring in, you know, Hutalar and and Kolasinac and all these guys, and we, and we don't manage to hold on to them. Um, do you guys fear that this is this is too nearsighted by these clubs? or Or do you think it has to be... Stay afloat by any means necessary right now. Uh, yeah, I don't
2: know. I mean, at this point, if especially if you're Schalke, it's stay alive however possible you can. Because I mean, you have a club of that size and that much power in Germany going into the second the second league is not something you want in. I, I, like I say this all the time, I don't you you don't want Schalke in that second league because. It hurts German football in, in general just because this the uh, how big that club membership is how powerful that club is in Germany like that's a very important club to the Bundesliga and to lose them to the second league would be detrimental I I feel so if you're Schalke you're trying to you're trying to be to find any way possible that you can to stay up whether that's bringing back players for you know this second half of the season, um, bringing in coaches that are familiar with the system, but bringing in co- uh, coaches that are f- familiar with the players. You know, you're, you're trying to do whatever you can to stay up and stay in that first league. Because once you go in the second league, I mean, we joke about Hamburg, but no one talks about Hamburg like, the, like, like, like they used to so you go to that second league, you don't really get the, you don't get the exposure. You don't get the TV, um, games. You don't get any of that if you're going to second league and that, that hurts you as a brand, especially as a, again, as a big as a brand of chocolate is that, that would, I don't, I don't know if they could recover from that.
0: And here's one for you. I mean, name your, your top 10 greatest, most influential, you know, footballers of the past decade. Guarantee there's going to be one, two, three Shalka Academy players on that list. Yep. You know, I mean, I mean even
2: Yup uh, managed Shalka for for a short period of time.
0: You know, ne- Give me your Neuer. Me your ne- you know, Mezzanozo. You know, it, 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 that's what scares me, I think, more than anything is you look at all of this incredible talent that's still, I mean, you too. I'll count Weston McKinney. I mean, that's where he got his start. People in Italy love the kid right now. Yeah, kid right now. Um, it, it's it's going to leave a big hole in, in European football if this happens to Schalke. And sure, maybe Hamburg does come back this season, but there's no guarantees as you said, Stephen. Once you get down there, and the finances start to dry up. Um, you know, players maybe aren't as willing to go to the club. Guys that you have might want to jump ship. Uh, and, and you're talking
2: about a club that's already in massive debt anyways.
0: Absolutely. Um, tell of two clubs here. I, I like where we, where we went with this, and I'm starting to wake up a little bit myself on this dreary night. So I like the direction. I like the, the energy. But tell of two clubs. If you guys remember, start of the season, right, Hurts of Berlin come out and say, we're going to be a European club every year. We're the big city club in berlin don't remember who said it i, I just think it was just a mantra of the cl- of the club that we're done being losers we're gonna be european every year if you guys remember correctly you know the boys over in in Gelsenkirchen had a much different message that they came out with basically saying hey europe's no longer an expectation <laughs> um we're, we're just gonna we're gonna stay afloat we've been in trouble don't don't expect too much from this season which yeah, I mean, at least one of these clubs lived up to their end of the, the bargain right now. But uh, it is it is interesting to see because um, I feel like maybe the nearsightedness for, for Schalke at least to stay afloat can somewhat be enough. But to me, when you're hurt to Berlin and you talked the way that you did before the season and now you're where you are now, and you bring in short-term deals, and you're right back in that situation again next year. You know, uh, I don't know.
2: I mean, if like if you the thing is, if you get to that relegation playoff, yeah, you have a. I mean, as a Bundesliga team, historically, you have a much better chance of staying up than going going down. Historically.
0: Is that is that where you want to be? I mean, and Keenan.
2: But but you don't want to you don't want to be there to <laughs> get that chance. But at the same time, you don't also don't want to. You know, you you also don't want to be automatically relegated. But oh,
3: uh, <laughs> but absolutely, like absolutely. It,
2: if you're Schalke and the best you can do is relegation playoff, you have you kind of have to feel good about your chances. I would that would think.
0: It, it's just it's just sad that it's come to that. You know. I mean, Keenan was talking about it, too. He was like, uh, what, "What?" basically, said, you, you, do you still feel that way that, that Schalke is going to end up in a playoff position and end up winning it?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, especially the way that the, their biggest fault was that they had no reliability coming from the striker position, and they seem to have turned a new leaf with that one, right? Hoppy has found the back of the net, you know, multiple occasions. And in one, in one particular game, right, he found it three times so a a guy who a striker who finds his confidence is dangerous striker
2: didn't get hunter didn't get the hunter in as well like even if it's like a sub appearance you knock a couple balls into the box and he's there to put them away and he's more he's very reliable around that box so you know now they have two capable strikers that are that are could be you know could get you multiple goals a game, it, uh, it, especially if the services is there that that game,
1: which they seem to have also addressed. Yeah. with the, you know, the additions of some fullbacks.
0: Now let's let's talk about that real quick. Uh, and Paulie D I, I know that you're probably not as convinced. I've heard your opinions on <laughs> on Schalke and and their chances of staying afloat. Uh, you know, feel free to share. But I. I do want to talk about their recent results as well. I mean, you had the Colm fixture, which uh, I think most of us came on air, at least myself came on air and said, this is a must win for, for Schalke. I still feel that way just because of how close those two teams are, were at the bottom of the table. And this gave an opportunity for Colm to, to break away from them. Uh, this was the, the midweek fixture. Um, but yeah, I mean, they lose that one to one. Heartbreak there. Shoot, I forgot it was it was ninety third minute <laughs> that that last one too. I mean, just devastating. Um, and then, well, yeah, it's fire. So we'll we'll let that one be.
1: Hey, it was only four this time, and it.
0: Well, I mean, who's that? To speak more, of <laughs> but Polly, Polly, real. I mean, real quick, because I, I do want to hear your thoughts, do, are you buying this as far for Schalke? Uh, you know, getting the playoff position and, and staying afloat, or do you think the damage is done at this point?
3: I don't think you can guarantee anything. I, I mean, maybe a, a playoff spot, but you'd never know what form, if you get there, what your um, Bundesliga two opponent would be in, whether it's a superior or something susceptible. So. I I'm not at a point where I'm going to say, Oh, well, we'll have this person and this and this team relegated. And this will not be a spot. We have about over, like a little over 12 match games to go. So I don't really, I'm not really too sure honestly. So yeah.
0: <laughs> He's not going to be a false prophet today. And I mean, I, yeah, we got half of the season left boys. I mean, could, I mean, we said it all the time. They can look this bad in the first half of the season, win a couple games. I can still finish mid table. I mean, that's the beauty of this league. I'll tell you what, though, a lot of teams better be hoping that Hamburg gets that playoff spot. Um, they're looking really good right now. I mean, they could they could get automatic promotion, but I think if you're a Bundesliga team, you want them because you know they're going to bottle if they're in a playoff. So, <laughs> that's my word of wisdom. I'm I'm not going to make any any predictions either, but I will say that if it's Hamburg, don't worry, Bundesliga side will be safe. Um, switching gears real quick cuz i mean this is the one that i think is, is going to be uh, a little a little um, divisive on the show if uh, if if staying afloat is the goal for these two clubs uh, another struggling club that that's got to be talked about is uh, uh Borussia Dortmund uh they uh it's been rough it's been rough um Leverkusen, midweek fixture. They lose that one 2-1. If you remember Florian Vert's wonder kid, 17-year-old, puts them away late in that one. Uh, Big shout-out to Leverkusen, too. I mean, showing up in these big games. And then uh, (laughs) this one against Gladbach, 4-2. I want to start here with this Gladbach fixture because – this one in a lot of ways feels like the tide was starting to turn. And, and Stevie, you mentioned this, you know, Gladback could really get things going. This was a big fixture for them to beat somebody. At least at, at that point <laughs> was a, uh, you know, a team up there battling at the top of the table. They do it in, in convincing fashion. Now, whether more about Dorman or whether it says more about Gladback, we, we can get into, but, uh, at the end of the day, it, it is a big game for, for Gladback to uh, to win. And I do have to give shouts to Stevie on that because uh, he said he, he felt it coming. Um, a lot of talking points there, though. I mean, Nico Alvedi. Kenny, you said you saw that one coming, right? Alvedi, uh, Holland scoring duel on that one. Two goals, a brace each.
1: Uh Elvetti's been dangerous, especially recently, and you know, Early Holland's dangerous the second he steps on the pitch. So um but yeah, no, I did consider picking up Elvetti um for fantasy. Kinda wish I had.
0: You know, and Alvetti strikes early. Early Holland is is upset. He's a very vocal very vocal player, he's a very emotional player. He comes back, bags a very quick brace to put Dortmund up. and It almost felt like ever so briefly that Dortmund was going to, to open up those floodgates and, and do a Dortmund, you know, and then demolish a big team um, after stumbling on, on some, some lesser opponents. But it's not so. Uh, the defending is just, uh, it's bad. Uh, very poor. Particularly on set pieces. Um, Gladbach just takes full advantage. Hammer. And, you know, Avedi gets one. Binsad by Eni. Just is able to t- to walk in and get that one. And then Turum. We think he beats Amri Chan for a header. Um, just kind of caught sleeping. And, you know, it's 4-2 at that point. Game over. ESPNFC. A couple questions for you guys. Uh, Let's let's start with with Dortmund as a whole. We saw them, you know, skid under Lucien Favre. The whole on again, off again relationship with Dortmund and and Favre finally let him go, Um, and then Terzic comes in. We start to see some positive signs, you know, more uh, attacking football. Um, I don't know. It became a little bit more attractive, and maybe. The Stars line, because, you know, we've also gotten Erling Holland back fit, and obviously they're going to look a lot better with Erling Holland there as well, but, uh no, we, we did see some positives, um, but that's starting to go downhill as well. Um, is it crisis mode in Dortmund?
2: No, because this, as we talked pre-show, is what Dortmund does sometimes. And they'll still find their way back into the into Champions League uh, spots somehow. Maybe because other teams are falling. And at the moment, I mean, I couldn't tell you who the second best team is right now, just because of how poor everybody but Byron has looked so far. Um, I mean, Leipzig just lost the minds this weekend. Um, Leverkusen just hasn't been consistent ever since that Byron game. Gladbach, although they've gone on a little bit of a streak so far i don't know how 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 much longer they could they sustain that wolfsburg you know maybe wolfsburg can be can be up there but you know, they, they they have their issues too but there's no real number two team right now so anybody could still get that at least number two through four there's a wide open amount of teams that could take that spot I mean, Gladback's only, I think, two points. What is it? No, four points. The, second. There, there's four points from four points from second, and we, we all know what what Gladbach was looking at like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, but they they weren't even like in Europa like, and now they're four points out in second place. So I can't like we don't know what the table is going to look like in four weeks. You know, it, it it could be it can can totally flip on its head. I mean, for all we know, Freiburg or Frankfurt could could sneak up on 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 uh, on some of these teams and take take them over. But it's not panic, it's not crisis for Dortmund because they they do this quite often, and they still <laughs> somehow pull it out at the end.
0: You you lads buying it, Paulie Keenan? In terms of. Uh, if, you, if you feel like Dortmund shouldn't hit the panic button yet. I mean, they're sitting seventh. But, I mean, it, it is like you said, Paulie, There's still half a season left, right? So, no need to freak out. But, it but I don't know. It, it, you got to start to worry, don't you? Uh,
3: yeah. On a, on a scale of one to ten, of like ten being holy bleep or whatever, like, <laughs> it'd be like a five-ish or whatever. I mean, it's a tough season. You have some people that are getting mom. Um, that aren't as I guess don't back from recovery as soon as they um used to. Um not too long ago, I mean there was Alex uh, Witzel who was out for the season, unfortunately. So I think they need to just be go back to the drawing board and just maybe switch some things around and probably give some of the more unfortunately some of the more young, younger, hungrier guys for the time being, some more minutes and just yeah, manage some of the people who unfortunately just haven't delivered it at this point i mean i think you just have to make the tough decisions and not fall in love with certain players in the lineup like we've seen with other coaches
0: mm. <laughs> strong words strong words i i actually you know i, I thought this was going to be a little divisive but I, i'm right there with you Poly d three points to, to the man himself uh I think he said it. I I wouldn't. My issue, you know, uh, Jules on ESPN FC said it too. Bigger picture for Dortmund, you know, if the goal is Marco Rosa next season. I mean, it's been talked about for a while, and I I think they're pretty clear that he's their number one target. Um, currently, the Gladbach manager, who, yeah, you know, yeah, just just beat them for two. I don't I don't think he comes. If you're not champions league you know uh particularly what if what if gladback gets champions league you're gonna leave a gladback side who you've got in champions league to go to Dortmund who have all these issues that we've been talking about
2: um i, I don't th- i don't think he goes e- either way i i, I don't think he go to from gladback to Dortmund. Mm. Regardless,
0: regardless of,
2: regardless of, regardless of what European status they both get, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him going from Gladbach to Dortmund. I, I just don't see it. Is it? I mean, it it's like someone, it's like a manager going from. One it's like you going from a rival to another, right? So another another rival. I, I get it, and and that might not be as big of a rival as say Schalke Dortmund, but it's still a pretty big rivalry. That that's like if if you're a, if you're the Gladbach manager, you go to Dortmund. How much of a slap in the face is that to the that fans? I, I I just don't I just don't see Rosa doing that. Hmm. I mean, Dortmund can say what they want to say. <laughs> but at the end of the day wrote like how many how many times have we read have we read articles saying oh you know such and such player is confirmed to xyz premier league team
0: hey look or, look, look, look. Or, i'm not i'm not saying it's confirmed i i'm just i'm going off of word on the ground is that he is there he's their number one target uh,
2: of course of course i mean manchester united had sancho for their number one target for how many years
0: I think he'll be there next summer, too.
2: I don't. I, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're getting it. We. I right. I mean, I said we were going to go. We're going to go now. I, I mean, fellas, the Kino Pauly thoughts there, the Marco Rosa. And I don't want to uh, – Stephen's right. I don't want to get too caught up on that because there is no confirmation out. He, he's certainly not going to be there for this season. He's going to finish this season at Gladbach, you know, regardless, unless, you know, some – Terrible happens that he's sacked, <laughs> um, but I mean, if they, if I, I'm just going, I'm going off of word on the ground. I'm going off of what the, the Germans have said apologies. Maybe it was a poor translation. He's he's their number one target, and, and I do think that he would go there. Um, I just think Gladbeck is a big club, but it's not Borussia Dortmund, and Borussia Dortmund are uh, very very hungry to get back to actually being legitimate title contenders. I think that Gladback have those aspirations, but not to the extent that Dortmund does and that Dortmund needs, right? Uh, you know, this is a team that's knocked on the door many a season <laughs> to bind Munich and one way or another bottles it, you know. I think that they are very hungry to to climb over that hurdle as opposed to where they are right now, um regressing very rapidly um and i, th- I think marco rosa could be the guy to do it for him
1: no champions league no rosa yeah,
0: no, he, no Rosa. He's, he's not going
1: great. to dortmund if, he, if there's not champions league there but we should take note that his average term as a coach is 1.59 years and he was appointed in 2019 to his current position
0: well that i mean that's that's the RB brotherhood, though. I mean, th- those guys very rapidly kind of climb the, the, uh, the ladders of.
1: Right, but he's not afraid to move around.
0: Oh, no, no. Yeah, that, that's my point. I mean, we saw with Nagelsmann, there I mean, there's another rumor. If we're going to go down the rumor mill, <laughs> there's also rumblings of this whole triggering a domino effect where Hansi Flick goes back to the German national team. Nogglesman takes over Bayern. Rosa goes to Dortmund. I don't mean to, you know, to to stir up too much and to get people in their feelings here, but it is kind of the reality of modern football, um, and these young coaches with big aspirations, and uh, they continue to to perform. I mean, that that was the the question mark with Nagelsmann, right? Is is before coming to Bayern, was it? It was Uli that they basically called him out. Uli said had said. You know, I don't think you're ready for Bayern Munich. I don't think you're ready for the big stage. Well, you know, he went out there. Oh, go ahead, Kina.
1: I was going to say, if if Flick goes to the national team and Nagelsmann comes to Bayern, right, to return home, right, being the, the Munich man himself, does Rosa go to Dortmund or does Rosa go home and go to Leipzig? Think,
0: you think Rosa goes to Leipzig.
1: Which point. one's more attractive?
0: Well... I mean, you could put a spin on it, and then say, in a weird turn of events, Klopp goes back to Dortmund. Uh, I, I don't want to get too crazy. But I, <laughs> that would
1: be the- wild, right? You get you get Klopp at Dortmund, you get Rosa at Leipzig, you get Nagelsmann here, you get Hansi Flick at the national team.
0: And again, this is from this is from Germany. This is word from the ground. This is not me spewing off stuff. Uh, I, I can I can find. Well, Jules on ESPN FC referenced it. I'll have to find the the, the documents and make sure they are delivered to you. But it, yes, yeah, the reality of the game right now, and I, I mean, they aren't.
2: Necessarily- I, 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 I I still. If he goes to another job, it's not going to be in Germany. It, it, it'll be out. It'll be like Premier League or Liga or French League or something. It's gonna be a. It's going be bigger. French
0: League.
1: You're
2: cut off. Job
0: opening up again? The piece?
2: No. Job up no. Uh, well, I'm. <laughs> That was a bad
0: <laughs> no, like,
2: example, but but like That's like the French Liga League. Premier League, like he's not gonna. I I just don't see him unless Leipzig opens up, which I could I could see him going to Leipzig. I just I just can't see him going to Dortmund.
0: Interesting. They're not. I mean, they're not rivals, though. So you see Leipzig, I, I, and I can get the understanding with Leipzig. All right, all right, all right. Um, I I don't know how we got there, but but bottom line, well. The bigger picture here, that, that was going to be my next question um, that they referenced, is if know Terzic is even going to, to survive his uh, his short tenure as the interim manager at, at Berkshire Dorman. Because you have to think about this too. Um, he hasn't had professional management experience. You know, he's been a an assistant manager his whole career thus far. And you think it's some terms, okay, this is a great opportunity for him to prove himself. But as you said, Steven, as we've all said, Dortmund has been dysfunctional, you know, for, for years now, they've had these issues with mentality They has these issues with, um, you know, as Pauly said, maybe particular players aren't up to form yet. They continue to play because, you know, that's, that's the way things are done. I mean, that's almost has been criticized lately for, you know, maybe lack of, of effort on defensive. End. Um, even, you know, Marco Royce has been criticized this season. Um, Bottom line is you have those those big-time players, and if they're not performing, it takes a special kind of manager to come in and, and instill confidence back into these guys and to kind of balance egos, you know, in the way that Hansi Flick did for Bayern. Um, I don't think, you know, Terzis is the man for that job. I, I do think that, that Marco Rosa can, can be up for that challenge, but then the question mark is, okay, cool, even if it isn't Marco Rosa, what does Dortmund have to do to ensure that they can get a big-time manager? You know, they can they can secure Champions League football and get a big-time manager in the summer because things are going to get worse if you keep regressing. You know, you don't have Europe. You have a little bit more difficulty, one, you know, keeping the guys that you currently have. Uh, was crush Keenan had, you know, as Holland staff if you don't get Europe um, and bringing in a manager. No thoughts. No thoughts. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to say it. I mean, Jules on ESPNFC said he doesn't see Terzis finishing the season. I, I just don't know where they go from here. You know, you bring in Labadia. I don't know. Uh, but but he's not getting it done, and I, and I think that he is kind of over his head. And if and if I'm a young, you know, manager in that in that place, I think that I'd want to get out and kind of save my. But also, I don't I don't think people will hold it against him. But you don't really want. A blemish like that on your uh, your resume early on.
1: Give him a little bit more time. Um, you know, he's working Raina back in from being under the weather and a little banged up, and you know he's been great this season. And the guy who has sort of filled that role in his absence, Julian Brandt, has been more or less non-existent. So, and the partnership that Reyna has with Erling Holland is basically unmatched by anyone else on that team
0: so but you're but you're already scoring goals i mean early Holland comes out and gets a brace and says what more more do you want from me yeah but it's
1: not even necessarily about that it's about being able to control the game right being dangerous in possession not losing possession you know he's much more confident on the ball right now and confidence breeds confidence
3: at this point, I think yeah, the whole team needs to just yeah take a take a note from um, Holland because you can't. I mean, there's no I in team obviously, and so you can't have. I mean, we will. It'd be crazy if we could. But you can't really have Holland scoring five goals every game just to carry the team at this point. And it's like you touched on a minute ago, Brand. Out of any um out of any pick out of fantasy, I'm very pissed and disappointed at Brand because he looked very just very land and just just i don't know just forgettable during that weekend so yeah
1: and to be fair they scored two
3: goals the last game but
1: they only managed one goal the two in each of the games before that so they're only barely scoring
0: <laughs> but erling holland is i i guess yeah you're right erling, erling holland is lifting his weight but you get in a geo reina uh maybe it all takes the load off of the defense. I just feel yeah, like and even it takes the load off of other players, right? It takes a
1: load off of Marco Royce, takes a load off of Sancho, right? There's, there's one more person you have to account for who's dangerous. Yeah. I, I mean, I just... look, look at the way I mean, your boy, LeBron, right? He needs shooters around him, right? Give him I'll... a little, give him a little bit more space, right? Give somebody who's just a little
0: bit more dangerous out there little bit more confident i just i just i just argue that the there can't be you know your sanchos your brands there can't be excuses for that if not I'm those like,
3: players you know, guys like Enric chan or even um hazard or um uh you mentioned earlier rain yeah me like, somebody to link up on them the same mindset
0: right and 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 out of all those guys you know rain is the only one that has proven that he'll step up for it. That that's, that's concerning.
1: Right. But yeah. I'm saying, give him a chance to get him, get
0: the, give the coach a chance to get that guy back,
1: have his one, two punch that has been, you know, Reyna and Holland and see if you can salvage this season, at least for a little bit. Cause like you said, where,
0: where did they go outside of the coach they currently have? I don't know, lads. I don't know, lads. <laughs> Uh, we touched on Erling Holland, so we'll, we'll let that one go. I mean, the, the question there was, has he outgrown Dortmund? I, I think that the uh, the, uh, the vibe in the room is that dorman has got to be better. Otherwise, you're not going to hold on to him. Um, Stevie kind of – I mean, you – I want to circle back to that because you had strong feelings that James Sancho also will not be leaving. So you, you truly think that Dortmund holds on to both he and Erling Holland next summer?
2: Yeah, because, I mean – it because I still think they're going to get Champions League. Like I they're still going to get there. And if they have a team, if they have a coach who's going to say, "Hey, you two are going to be the focal point of the team." And they can build around them. They're going to be there. I mean, Sancho has a contract there till 2023 and Dortmund doesn't have to sell them. Like they they, they can refuse offers all day long because if uh, even even if someone were, were to offer them I think that I think that they, they were firm on the 150 mil was the price that they would sell and given how these, these clubs are losing money that 150 isn't going to come from from anywhere I don't think and then and is not going to come down from that price so he's Mm. I, well, I, I think he's. I, I think he's going to stay there because of that. That that reason, and you know that they'll be they'll get Champions League, and they can they can bring in a coach who can mold that team around Holland and Sancho, and and even uh, Bellingham or Reina or like they could be the focal point of that offense. It it, it it'll. I I I, I can I can't see him leaving if he's going to be the focal point of an offense.
0: Because my, my only argument is his, his value is rapidly declining. And there's been argument that Dortmund missed out on a golden opportunity to sell him, you know, prior to the decline and prior to the COVID crisis. Obviously, you didn't see that coming, but the sentiment is that they want to go ahead and at least, um, what, what's the term, uh, cut your losses, is that
1: cut your losses? Well, they just want to salvage the investment that they have. Right, right, right,
0: right. You want to get them so you can at least still turn profit. Because, man, particularly if, if they do get Champions League and Sancho's form doesn't turn around, I agree with what you're saying. That whatever pieces that come together and get them Champions League will be the focal point for next season, right? If Sancho's a part of that, then yeah, maybe they do hold on to him. But if he's not, that value is going to drop drastically. And I think that they absolutely have to sell him because, I mean, Man United still... And,
2: and he, you know, before these last two games, he was starting to turn their corner on his form. You know, he had a, a couple of good games there to uh, close out the year. So,
0: and I'm, not, not, yeah, and I'm not, yeah, it's
2: hey, not a, a possibility that his form comes back.
0: Yeah, and I'm not to say that he's been the worst player on that team by any means, but I'm just going strictly on, on evaluation and when you, you know, are on a trajectory... <laughs> you know, going basically, you know, vertically and now you're not performing in the way that you do, obviously, you know, the football markets. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, good stuff. Um, I guess, you know, rounding out, rounding out things from this, this past weekend, Stuttgart. Um, I did want to touch on them ever so briefly. They did fall to Freiburg. They're, they're stumbling a little bit. Um, They had, you know, the beat down from Bielefeld. They had a gritty draw with Gladbach prior to that. I'd keep an eye on them, you know. Um, This one against Freiburg, I I feel like is is a little excusable. It's 2-1. Freiburg's been flying high. As Steven said, I mean, they were on a club record for wins. They face Bayern. You do wonder how they're going to bounce back after losing a a tough one to Bayern, but they, they look good. They do look good. Um, and then on the other side, you do have Union Berlin. Um, they did fall to Augsburg. You know, Leitner comes back. Fifteen match days without a goal. Your man Pauli. <laughs> he comes out with the brace. Uh, you know, in that one. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not gonna jump off the Union ship just yet. You know, they they did lose that tough one to Leipzig in the midweek, which I'm still a little frustrated by. <laughs> uh, I and mean, then yeah, two one here because of the New Yorker show. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say that they're running out of steam by any means, but I think that Crusoe can't come back soon enough. Yeah. I think that um, that's certainly gonna help them. They they do need to keep the ship afloat because it still is looking like I think right around a month before Crusoe will be fully fit. So, um, so my thoughts there. Um, gosh, we've we've cover a lot but not a lot altogether. together um
2: yeah it, doesn't, about, it
0: does, doesn't get any easier no not not at all i mean
2: they, they, they play gladback next mines and chocolate next so depending on which mines and chocolate team they face
0: it could you know do no. <laughs> uh, let's talk about hot teams real quick so we can get we can get to the rest of the the goodness here um the Wolfie boys in our last show Steven finally gave them props. I know this week he'll probably make up some excuse about how Leverkusen has is, is been struggling and you know, it was a lucky win and they only got one nil. They've got to win more convincingly if they want to stay afloat. Seemed I like cover everything there. Uh, Wolfsburg, Leverkusen. Wolfsburg won one nil winners there.
3: I'll back them up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: i mean it's it's playing time You're back-to-back fixtures i mean you're not going to have like gallons and gallons of, of gas of stamina just to go off of so i mean at the point with these type of um compact fixtures i i mean i want shutout. shut out i
0: mean shoot take that oh okay so so you're so you're going against him because that's what i would say but i think i think steve is going to come out and say he's got to see more from wolfsburg
3: no i was going to say that
0: oh so you take it okay
2: no, I mean, especially, especially, yeah, like when you have three games in uh, that short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you have a game on Saturday, game on Friday, a uh, game during the middle middle of the week, and then turn around and have another game on, on the weekend. Right. It, if you get one zero, walk out of there with that one zero. I mean, it, it's when you are like drawing against bottom tier teams. <laughs> Or, or even when they went in that Europa qualifier, like what? What's
0: I, I
2: <laughs> like well, it, well. it just did, it just didn't make any sense because <laughs> before I was I, I was like, what's going on with this Wolfsburg team? Because I I I, I had, had high hopes for them coming into the season, but then when they dropped that Europa qualifier, I was like, what's going like what's going on? What's going to happen with Wolfsburg this year?
3: Hey hey we're discussing regular season here uh, none of that slander
0: we're discussing the team that's sitting fourth in the table right now but, but you
3: saying. know they they, Chill.
0: Perf- they performed
3: well like
2: this season out like <laughs> a- a- as i thought they would like it, it's standard wolfsburg play if you if you and you know they're getting the results that they need i mean it's but, uh, yeah, I, I I would like to see them score
0: more, but that's just because I like goals. <laughs> put that on uh passive-six me. Let's see if it's not like goals. Yeah, I mean, Big Bag Baku, your boy, Pauly, uh gets things done. Great goal by him. Um, it was easy. It, you know, put him on a silver platter, he just heads it right in. Um, I, I will say this, boys. You know, it was a tough game. Leverkusen definitely had opportunities to not only just draw it, but also win it. Um, these two teams though, to me, I know that Leverkusen Houston is, 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 sliding a little bit, but they feel like safe calls right now for Europe. I, I just think that they, they're good. They're good teams. They're solid teams. Um, they don't, I don't feel like they have the the type of drama that circles, you know, a Dortmund, um, for whatever reason, Leipzig still continues to hold on there. I have not been convinced by Leipzig for weeks now, but they, you know, still continue to hold on to the second spot. So it's going to be interesting to see how things shuffle. But I, I think that this game was very, um, it exemplified just how tight those two teams are. Right. I mean, it it was a one nil fixture. It was a lot of back and forth. Um, either team had opportunities to win it, but they're, they're safe bets to me. They, They, they're safe bets. Um, to stay up there in Europe, which I think is good for the league. You know, we don't, we don't want to see more teams pull a Dortmund. <laughs> um, elsewhere, your man, uh, Kramerick is coming to life. Stevie, big week for him. Uh, gets the brace. We had, we had a lot of, a lot of braces. Hey, he had um, two breaking. braces. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Back to back hit. Cause he had one in the, uh, the midweek, right? Yep. Um, Yes, yeah, the brace against against to Berlin, and then also has the brace on the weekend, in uh, the thrashing of Cologne. And just like that, his his goal tally is is back on the rise. You know, we think it must have hurt us because we talked. We said, you know, where's this guy been? <laughs> yeah, you know, he he scored, then he caught COVID, and you know, it's been right since. So glad that he is, is back on track. If he's back to number back to number four on the uh, goal list. And as we all said, you know, Hoffenheim tends to go where he, where he takes them. Two big wins for them. Um, shout out to Stevie again because he said, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned with Hoffenheim. Remember just a couple match days ago, they were sitting right there outside of the relegation zone. You know, we asked a question. Uh, they've climbed back up to 11 now. So good for them. Good for them. Um, and then, you know, big, big winners this week, Frankfurt over Bielefeld. Well, that was the weekend one. Um, they did have the draw against against Freiburg um, on the weekend, on the midweek. Sorry, uh, but boy, oh boy, you know with with Silva on and then also getting Jovic back, that's it's gonna be a problem.
2: <laughs> I think I think you know if if you were to say anything was gonna be a panic move for Dormant, it's because those two teams are going to play extremely well down the stretch. And, and and that's that's when you say, oh right, well, now we got to really show up through the games, and we'll see if Dortmund can actually do that because Gladbach is starting to catch fire. I mean, Leverkusen is gonna be Leverkusen, like they're, they're uh, at least this year. That's a good that's a good thing. Um, it's not like past Leverkusen teams where oh, if you say Leverkusen, it's bad. Um, Wolfsburg, you know, they're they're consistently putting up results the only team that's not safe in that I would say safe in that top four is Leipzig. I think, I think, uh, Leverkusen and Wolfsburg are safe in that, in that spot.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And that's my thing is I'm, I'm just wondering how, how on earth is Leipzig still in second? I mean, it maybe that, maybe that's the proof, maybe that, you know, that's the proof right there is they've still managed to to stay there despite not looking all that great. But, and that's, uh,
2: what, that's kind of why I'm thinking. Um, uh, as what as much as good of a story as it would be i i i don't i can't see union uh fighting back no with with, with how strong these teams are looking right now yeah e- 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 even if max kruse does come back the, fat, the with the way that frankfurt's playing with the way that you know Leverkusen's playing with the way that Glad- uh, gladbach's playing I, I just can't see them
0: outperforming those two teams And it's like you said, right? I mean, Dorman still have every opportunity to climb back there and get second, you know? But it's not going to be easy. Nope. It's not going to be easy at all. I mean, those teams there, they're coming to life at the right time. I mean, we're we're right at the halfway point. We we are going to touch on that in just a moment. Uh I, I think I think Leverkusen is, has good has a good
2: opportunities to win Europa this year. I do too.
0: And I mean so, how big so, is that
2: for them? So, so so that that would be that would be, you know, massive for them. I mean, Hoffenheim you know, they're they're going to go for, but they won't they won't make it to the finals because I think Kramerick will run out of gas at some point. And uh, like I said, Hoffenheim goes as Kramerick goes. But then again, they played very well in Europa without them. So which Hoffenheim team are we going to see in in Europa, I don't know, but Leipzig, I, th- I think Leverkusen has a m- much better chance of winning Europa than Hoffenheim does. And I mean, it's, I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's that close. I, 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 the only team I can really see Leverkusen having trouble with is maybe Manchester United, maybe, <laughs> but. I, for, for somehow, I, I think Manchester United is going to get knocked out by some unknown team,
0: most likely because they're not going to take it seriously. And, and I, as Keenan has pointed out, multiple sides, I, I I do feel like there's a hunger from these Bundesliga sides, particularly when you've got a lot of money on the line, like a Hoffenheim, to say, hey, we're, we're you know, we're in a pandemic and we can go, you know, make some money, let's do it. Um, same with Leverkusen. Keyson, I, I don't think they would feel bad about getting a payday. Um, and a team that that has stayed afloat very well during the pandemic. You know, no surprise there by Munich. Um, not a lot from this one, you know, for them. Um, they do get that elusive clean sheet for uh, for Manuel Neuer. So that's two in a row for him after a, a long string of no clean sheets. Um, so they do get the midweek win over Augsburg, 1-0, and then 4-0 over Schalke in the, in the weekend. Usual suspects in that one. Robert Lewandowski very active. Uh, Thomas Müller gets a brace. You know, again, typical story from Bayern. Uh, Manuel Neuer does secure himself. Uh, I think statistically, is, is the greatest German goalkeeper. Uh, he now holds the record for most clean sheets, and I think he did it in a in a uh, faster than I think any other German goalkeeper. So, and that record is for
1: full game clean sheets. Khan has more clean sheets than that, but he didn't finish all of those games. Interesting. I, yeah. so a little I did bit not
0: there. even realize because most of the time nowadays keepers play the whole game. I didn't didn't even think about those counting. That's weird. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Knowledge dropped
1: on the the broadcast. Because I mean, you could
0: because you could like you could play for ten minutes and you, you know, started. Out. Yeah, you get a clean sheet. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, Byron being Byron, they're there. I I don't even want to talk about Bayern because it's just it's just frustrating. What it's, was that
2: about? Uh, they're in a crisis.
0: They are. They are. It wasn't enough. They beat they beat Schalke eight 0 and they only four nil. They barely got by against Augsburg. You know,
3: one 0 against Augsburg.
0: You know, but you know,
3: literally right. And think about
1: how late it was just to get the four 0 against Byron. And that's that's not a poor Farman. Farming gets, you know, has the a terrible last two minutes.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in to the, the passive the Stick show. It's been, a, it's been a crazy week. Stevie going to send us out. If, if you've made it this far, please like and subscribe to this podcast.
2: We really appreciate it. All right, that's that.
0: Smash the like button. We'll catch you guys next week.